Welcome to Worth Watching Once, a podcast where we review Netflix original films and let you know if they're worth watching or worth skipping. I'm Thais, and that's Brady. And today, listeners, it's a very, very special episode. The movie we're covering today is not only probably one of the best horror films on Netflix, and we'll get to why, but also the whole reason why Brady and I started this podcast to begin with. And already, I don't remember the exact conversation of like how things went down, but I do recall us talking to our friends and telling them like, oh yeah, this movie's awesome. And then them being like, oh, I've never heard of it. And then we're just like, no, like everyone should like hear about this movie because it kind of just like went under the radar and it deserves like more credit. And then I like reached out to you on the side and I was like, let's do a podcast. It's kind of how I remember it. it was just like our mutual agreement of how like this movie didn't get enough attention and how not a lot of people heard about it. And we just wanted more people to watch it and know about it. Does that track? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have that memory at all, but I'm so happy that you do. And you can remind me. I do remember talking about it. I do remember discussing this movie. and We both had an admiration for it, uh, which I still do. Mm-hmm. It was fun to rewatch. Yes. Um, it was December 1st, 2020. Just saying. Food night. Uh, and I texted you and I was like, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> but the conversation about the movie itself, like, I don't know if we, if it was the same night or not. But anyways, okay. So I guess enough with the mystery. Uh, so for this week, we're covering the 2018 horror mystery cam bum, bum, <laughs> but to start off your spooky season we really want everyone that's listening and all your friends that you will inevitably tell after watching this movie to go watch cam now brady if you could kick us off with who's in this movie who directed it so we can get into the nitty-gritty that would be wonderful yeah right on so it's 2018 american horror mystery thriller directed by daniel goldhaber clocks in at one hour and 34 minutes the premise, Alice, an ambitious cam girl, wakes up one day to discover she's been replaced on her show with an exact replica of herself. Spooky. Hmm. <laughs> Google says, when her account is stolen by a lookalike, a cam girl sets out to unmask the mysterious woman and get her identity back. Um, I'm so done. With the Google descriptions, they're so <laughs> bad. I think we should just keep I doing them because like they're so bad. More. No, tell you say it. No, take it back. Take it back. Are, you're messing with me. You don't look like you're messing with me. You seriously like that description? <laughs> Maybe it's my lookalike. Maybe it's, it's my not, lookalike. It's not though. It's not. I know. I'm it's gonna not. end up knocking at your door right now, being like, Brady, it's not me. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see it, Brady. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the ratings, IMDb, it has a 5.9. Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 93% from the critics and has a 54% from the audience. Because audiences suck. (laughs) You know what I think it is? I'm sorry, we love you, audience. (laughs) It's not our audience, but you know what I think? I think that... Mm. There is a group of people, maybe in this country, 
maybe internationally, I don't know, but there's a group of people who have a religious disposition in fervor and this type mm-hmm. of movie that focuses on sex work, they are just going to slam no matter what. Like maybe a lot of them mm-hmm. saw it and then, but I think a lot of people like kind of you know, bomb a movie negatively. You see it with like you know, Star Wars, um, The Last Jedi and, um, Ghostbusters, like the new, the, um, Ghostbusters from a few years ago. Like people just don't even see it, but mm-hmm. they go on and they want to just like slam it. Shit on it. I think yeah. that might be what's happening here with some of these ratings and why they're so far off. Because, you know, movies are, you know, if a movie's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. You know, we both liked it. The critics seem to mm-hmm. have liked it. I listened to an interview with a guy like 15 minutes ago. He said it was the, the <laughs> best horror movie of the decade. That comment kind of put me on the floor because like that's a little much. I wouldn't go that far. But it's, it's objectively a good movie. So the, the, the mm-hmm. ratings being like that far off, I just have to think that it's like a group of people who, oh, sex work, boom, no, bad rating, we're going to bomb it, bad rating, bad rating. So I feel like that's where that's coming mm-hmm. from. But who knows? That's just speculation on my part. I don't know anything about anything, but. Mm. I think to add to it, because like Google uh, users, it was only 64% that also liked it. So I think it could also be the the style of which the enemy was right. Like not a lot of people liked, you know, Blair witch because like you like never got to see the witch. Mm. Um, Like I'm wondering if it's like one of those things where it's like, because they, you can't like name it. Yeah. And I was also, there's like, now they're like, Oh, what a shitty movie. Like you, you don't even know what was happening. And it's like, it's so much more than that. Another great point. There's definitely ambiguity (laughs) in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of the ending and in terms of who the antagonist is and Mm -hmm. so we can get into that stuff, but that's, that's, I think if we're just trying to like break down why those ratings seem so bad, I like to focus Mm -hmm. on the 93% of critics who, and it's not like six critics. It was out of like 101 critic scores. You know, it's a a legit ranking. It's not a small pool. So uh, overwhelmingly Mm -hmm. critics seem to think this was a good movie. I tend to agree with them. Now, the director, Daniel Goldhaber, Cam's the only feature movie he's ever done. Right. Because he has done a lot of um, pornos. Come on. Mm. Why aren't those listed on IMDb? (laughs) Well, so I don't know if it's like a lot of them, but from an article that I read, and I know you were going to get into it, but- I was not um, going to get get into into that. (laughs) You, you're introducing information I did not not previously have. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) from what I understand, um, because I know you were going to talk about the writer. The writer is Issa Mazay, and hopefully I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Um, And the two of them, I guess, were high school friends um, in, I think, Colorado is like where they grew up. Uh, so throughout her life, she she actually got into pornography for a hot minute, and he directed some of the the pornos that she was in, <laughs> and like they've kept you know in touch, like they're still best friends to this day. And um, so this movie is actually kind of like loosely based on 
real events. It was based on her memoir uh, called Cam Girl. And I was reading this article. Um, okay, so it's an article on Vulture that talked about how when she wanted to tell the story, um, there wasn't a lot of people that were listening. You know, she's trying to describe the whole like atmosphere and culture of being a cam girl. And there wasn't a lot of people that were into, I mean, obviously like she, she got the recognition, but she, she wanted like more people to, to know about it. And so her and Daniel had the bright idea of like, why don't we make it into a horror movie? This is a Mm -hmm. way to get it into like people's like houses, homes, you know, like things so that it's like something that you can kind of, chew on and maybe swallow a little bit more if it's played out like a horror movie because and and we'll get and i know we're going to talk more about like who the the real villain is in the movie but um it was a way of like describing the horrors of her life through you know this this sort of medium of you know like it's a horror film like we're just going to say it's a horror film but and like maybe play around a little bit with like a paranormal like not ghosts and demons and shit but like something that's abnormal right paranormal uh aspect to the movie so that it's like a little more digestible than like if we were to just actually sit down and talk to her about like her actual experiences because like you mentioned before like some people when they hear cam girl when they hear sex work when they hear you know only fans like they shut down they're just like you're They just slut shame people and Mm -hmm. they move on. They like don't agree with it at all. So, um, so yeah. So I don't know if you were going to say any of that about Daniel. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know that background. That's really interesting. And Mm -hmm. they, they both did a great job. I'm glad you shout out the writer. It's not something we Mm -hmm. always do. Um, but she did an incredible job here. It was really well written, well directed. He, you know, I don't know about the pornos. He's apparently done some porn directing. Can't speak to that. Uh, mm-hmm. But he has. He did direct uh, three episodes of the series 50 States of Fright. That was a Quibi series that Ooh. explored stories based on urban legends from different places in the U.S. Oh, my. I would be so Yeah, it sounds that. really interesting. It has like a 6-6 six, six on IMDb. It's a Sam Raimi series. Apparently, he came up with it. And Quibi is not a thing anymore, but I think Roku. Wait, does it have a six 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 on IMDb? <sighs> no, it doesn't. That was good though. That was spooky that was good. Season, spooky season, spooky season though. Season. <laughs> Shout out. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> why are ghosts always cold? They're like, ooh. <laughs> What's the origins of? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I I think I think Roku bought. <laughs> Quibi's content library. Listeners, I broke so Brady. So if you have Roku, you might be able to see 50 States of Horror on there if you're interested. I might check mm-hmm. it out. It sounds interesting. Anyway. Yeah. And if you have Roku or Quibi, just send us your information at Worth Watching Once on Instagram so that we can also watch it for free using your account. Support the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> send us your login. <laughs> I have a Roku, not to brag. So I'll... Uh, whoa, what? Why aren't you sharing it with me? <laughs> a Ro- isn't is a Roku this? like okay. only it's only on the thing. You have a Roku, you have the Roku oh, channel. Right. Good point. Why haven't you okay. Why haven't I given we'll you my Roku? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um 
Anyway, he directed a couple of shorts, though. Um, the actors. I feel like we had a stretch there of like really well-known actors and actresses. And this mm-hmm. is the first one we've done in a while where I was like, okay, I know Madeline Brewer. She played Alice, the main character, the, the cam girl. She's, mm-hmm. I probably most recognize her as Janine on Handmaid's Tale. But she's had roles in Orange the New Black, mm-hmm. Black Mirror, Hemlock Grove, and Hustlers, uh, the J-Lo movie. The rest of the cast, I really did not know at all. We had we had Patch, Patch Dara, who played Tinker. Uh, you could probably call him like the antagonist of the film, but we'll get into that. I mean, just by his name, you yeah, could probably tell who yeah, he yeah. was in the movie. Um, <laughs> Has like a ton of TV credits, but I don't, I don't really recognize him. Not many starring roles in shows, but he's been on like Secession, Mr. Mercedes, The Path, Everything Sucks, Longmire, Limitless, Boardwalk Empire. I kept that list short because it goes on and on and on. So he's, he's Mm. been a busy dude. We had (laughs) Melora Walters who played Lynn, the mom, uh, Alice's mom in this movie. She's kind of like, Patch, but for movies, she's been in like a ton of movies and like small roles, um, big movies like Magnolia, Boogie Nights, Dead Poet Society, Butterfly Effect. Also, uh, is currently, currently still on, right? Pen Fifteen. She plays one of the yeah, mothers. Yeah, second season's coming out soon. She is awesome. <laughs> I mean, that show is just incredible for anybody like who I don't know is our. It's a age. Hulu show, right? <laughs> I watched like I think I watched the first like three episodes. I thought it was good. I just you know there's so much content out there, and we don't want to talk about Hulu too much on this podcast because you know they don't sponsor us like Netflix definitely does. We're in Netflix pockets now. We had (laughs) Devin Druid who played Jordan, which uh, Alice's brother. Which are savvy listeners? If you guys are Netflix fans, you'll recognize him from Thirteen Reasons Why. There you go. He was the kid with the gun. In Oof, school, <laughs> I don't know anything about that, uh, but he is also yeah. in Imperium, <laughs> which was a Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. uh, Nazi kind of movie, and Greyhound, the Tom Hanks World War II movie. He also played young Louis in a couple of episodes of Louis, which stuck out to me because, um, you know, disavow whatever Louis C.K. has done, but uh, that show was was pretty funny when it was on, and those were two of the funniest episodes when he was a young Louis. So you might recognize him from that. Uh, Michael Dempsey played Barney, who was like the the whale. He was kind of like the kingmaker in the cam world, uh, throwing around money. And then we also had Amani Hakim, who played Baby. I recognize her as Dana from Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest, great show. Uh, she was Dana. Oh my god! Thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, I could have also looked it up, but like I sat there, I'm like, I, I know did. you. Her hair is her hair is a little different in the, <laughs> mm-hmm. in the two shows, so it didn't stick out to me right away. But uh, there were a bunch of... And I feel like we haven't seen her, like, smile either. Like, in Cam, yeah. she was, like, very... Well, she, you know, she's being Cam right. girl. She's like, hey, yeah. baby. <laughs> that was her name. I see what you did there. <laughs> That's pretty much it. There were, there were a bunch of other, like, friends and stuff who had super small roles. Uh, I didn't recognize any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out. You know, they did an awesome yeah. job. But, uh, you know, got to keep the yeah. list short here. <sighs> oh, boy. Ooh, shake it the, off. Just the first, movie, the oh first God, scene, Tice, was shocking. It's a shocking first <laughs> scene. It sets, it the, sets the tone. tone. Perfectly sets the so, tone. So it's... Is it fair uh, to say if you don't like the first 
five minutes, ten minutes, they're like, you're probably not going to like the movie. It's it's a shocking scene, and mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I, it's not a spoiler because it happens in the first five minutes, but I still don't want to say anything because if you're just getting into it for the first time and you see that happen, mm-hmm. you're like, you know, sometimes you watch a movie, you're like on your phone or something, and then like something happens on screen and you're just, your jaw just drops and you're like completely focused on it. I felt like that's what the first scene was like. It was like, oh my God, that just happened? Mm-hmm. So- I just wanted to shout that out. It was very cool. Yeah. I also agree that we shouldn't talk about certain details because the beauty of this movie, it is these like shock Mm -hmm. factors Mm -hmm. that happen, right? Like that's what keeps you going and keeps you interested. So like, I don't want to spoil those things because the way that the movie is paced and set up, if we were to lay out some of these things, like I feel like it would, it would derail a bit of the ride. And I and I want everybody to have like the best ride. But at the same time, even if I described it, I feel like it still wouldn't be like watching it, though. Like, okay, so where I'm coming from from this is I've this is the second time I've seen this movie. And albeit like I watched it three years ago. Um, So it's been some time since I watched it. Uh, But I did remember like the premise of it. And rewatching it, it's incredible that it was still scary and suspenseful and mm-hmm. mysterious and sexy. And I feel like we're just describing our relationship. And that's why it's like the best movie <laughs> for the two of us. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> like if we had a, yeah. If we were like a duo, like if our podcast was on a dating app, that's how we would describe ourselves. As Cam. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just one <Nice>. word. <laughs> Cam. <laughs> Swipe right or whatever. Yeah. No like. doubt. <laughs> um, but so without spoiling it, yeah, I do want to talk about what happens in this movie a little bit so that we can go into why this movie is so great or why we both agree that this mm-hmm. would be so great. <laughs> so basically in the movie, you're following a cam girl who you can just tell she she loves doing what she's doing. She's damn good um, at it too. She's so and she's good so, at it. Oh my God. She's, she's like so adorable. personable and she like she knows exactly what to do. She's like yeah. a total businesswoman. And it's woman. funny. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to ask you from the male perspective <laughs> because there's like, and it's right. It's probably what, like 15 minutes in, in the movie when she's talking, she goes back and forth between Tinker and, and Barney, the, the big guy there, yep. Barney um, of like, they'll drop like, you know, little hints to her of being like, oh, my God, like you would look so good in that tub, like or you did mm-hmm. so great. Like, I'd love to see you, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you. Like she she addresses it, but isn't like giving mm-hmm. in. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the way, oh my God. And it's just like so perfectly done. And when I was watching this movie for the second time, I started to think about a little more like logistically of like, how does Cam Ming work? <laughs> like, can anybody just like join in at like some point? Cause I noticed like the website that she's using, it was called like freegirlscam.com or something like something along those lines. Um, and I didn't know if it was like, like OnlyFans where you just like you sign up, you make your own thing and you, you know, whatever. Cause like she's got a whole nice setup going on. She's got a full mm, room mm-hmm. that is dedicated just for camming. And it's in for those of you who don't know what cams girl sites are, <laughs> um, 
Brady's going to explain it to you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Spooky <laughs> season. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I can explain. We can both explain. I, I would love for you to explain. Okay. It's going to cost you 50 tokens. And you nailed it. <laughs> that's it. That you just explained it. That's basically it. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's essentially that's what it is. Is you know, um, so it'll be <laughs> someone on the camera, and their channel is like whatever they they want it to be. They can be you know, singing, doing art projects, dancing, exercising. I mean, it can. It, they the, showed an the awesome montage, on. like I think near the beginning, and there was like a naked mm-hmm. woman reading a book. And like someone else yeah. was just covering Reading herself poetry. in like <laughs> glitter or something. And yeah, other people so were fully clothed good. and like, and mm-hmm. I think, I, I think the really successful ones, this is just based on watching the movie. I've never interacted <laughs> with a cam girl. <laughs> right, right. I need to make that clear. <laughs> I guess it doesn't look like, it looks like you think I'm being facetious. Everything I know about cam girls, I've learned from the movie Cam. Watched a couple times now. Mm -hmm. Anyway, (laughs) it seems to be that the really (laughs) successful ones will kind of build up to something, encourage people to uh, almost pay them to continue going. Is that is that accurate to say? Like you don't just start off and be like, "Hey, I'm going to strip for you." It's like you get a dialogue going. Mm. You you kind of interact with anybody who's watching. And uh, mm-hmm. build up to eventually taking your clothes off after like an hour yeah. and a half or two hours or, or more. You're just kind of like stringing these right. guys along or women mm-hmm. if they're watching mm-hmm. and, you know, increasing your uh, the amount you're making that way. Yeah. So it's it's definitely like a, a, a dialogue, uh, a, a conversation between like the the host the cam girl and then the Mm -hmm. the viewers and it takes on a turn of like you know like maybe she'll say like oh wouldn't it be cute if i like did xyz and then like her viewers can let her know like yeah it would be and then she sets a price on the website of like if you want me to do an action this is how much it's going to cost you and most of these sites they will charge you um like site tokens so like you'll put in as a viewer, like you'll put in your credit card information. And then when you send the monies, like, it's not just like you're sending them $5, like it would be however much that site charges you for that token. So that's something that I was kind of like learning as I went and watched it again yesterday, um, was because I didn't understand how much money these sites were actually making off of these girls. So essentially like a girl will, join she can actually join a webcam like company they and they have houses Mm. like already set up so like you don't have to have your own room like you can you can sign up with these places and these places will take a cut of like what you're making so from an article um on the guardian they were interviewing um isa because you know the story is about her Mm -hmm. and she explains that the setup was essentially showing up for a 12-hour shift during which um, she had to be ready on camera the whole time. Oh my God. 
um, the studio managers monitored her broadcast from down the hall and gave her feedback through an online messaging service. And in exchange for a built-in audience and workspace, the studio took a 40% cut of her revenue. So it's a legit business. And right now, this like the cam girl, like these studios, um, there are like three big ones that I honestly don't know the names of. It's like, they're like really generic names, like all cam and girls be camming. I don't know <laughs> if that girls doesn't exist. I'm taking it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> don't give me that look. Listen, those websites actually in these businesses are actually hurting because of sites like OnlyFans, where anyone can join and start their own account. Like you could do that, like on Instagram, even like having like your own thing and like propose like videos and whatnot. The difference, the thing that sets apart the cam girl service with these like, you know, OnlyFans studio things. Uh, I mean, I'm not studio, OnlyFans sites where you're doing it like from home is that for cam girls, you sort of create more of a community because your viewers are now all in the same chat room and you see it too in mm -hmm. the movie yep. of like the 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 viewers are like talking to each other like they're egging each other on saying like no she shouldn't do that she should do this and then they'll pay like 50 tokens and then another person's like no man like i definitely think that she should do this and then they like all take a vote and like whoever wins like she does the thing but it's like a whole like community thing where now it's not just they're talking to her they're talking to you know all these like-minded people that also like the same thing you know like maybe they have a specific kink that they're into and like now every so it's like it's setting up a whole community why are I'm, you I'm laughing, laughing at because there's some of the <laughs> Some of the word choices are, are crack me up because you're not wrong, but it's like mm -hmm. saying it's a business when you have like a company having having these women perform for 12 hours and then taking 40% of the cut. Like that's, I know, I'm it's yeah, I get it's a business, <laughs> but like that's absurd. It's like indentured servitude practically. I know I'm hyperbolizing mm -hmm. there, but like. You know, twelve hour shift for for sixty percent. I don't. It just seems like an absolute hosing, and I I feel bad for the the right. women who have to do that. And then the, the these chat rooms with the like minded people, those guys were savages. <laughs> like I I like to hope that oh, there are yeah, rooms where yeah. you know people feel like it's a safe space and they can come together and and partake in a shared kink or whatever it is. Like those people mm -hmm. in those chat rooms, like. We're basically saying, like, kill yourself. Like, maybe they understand that it's all a fantasy, but they're they're being savages regardless. Right. Which brings us to the real monster of this movie, um, which is an, uh, one of the biggest reasons also why Issa, like, quit the business um, is so this 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 movie and I'm and I mean, I haven't read her book, but I'm sure her book kind of does the same thing. And I feel like it's a look on like the relationship we have with the internet, the relationship that we've made up where, I mean, it can, it can be applied to like online bullying, you know, it can be applied to like how easy it is to just like online shop. It's just like this where we all joke around, not joke around, but like we all put this like label of like, we are so connected because we have the internet and social media and whatever. And like, we can feel, but it's, 
if anything, it's like making us more disconnected because now you have like this, this wall that is like a safety net that you don't have to cross, right? It's, it's like a screen on your window where you can look at the outside, but not actually have to feel the bugs in your face or, you know, the rain coming at your toes or whatever. (laughs) Like it's so it attracts those kinds of people of where they think it's okay to say and do mm. those t- terrible things that on these online chats because there's no, yeah, the, exactly. Like there's no repercussions, yeah. right? Like they can just go and say whatever the fuck they want because it's not a real person. They don't see her as a real person. And like that can also be said because of the nature of the job too. Like it's sex work and like people don't view sex workers as people. <laughs> they view them as objects. Um, and so I think that this movie does a really good job at exploring those themes because I don't know about you, but like watching this movie, like I was thinking about it, it's a sexy movie, but it's not like hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. Like you don't actually see her fully right. naked, you know, like she wears like cute clothes, like cute, like lingerie. And like, sometimes you get to see like her chest and stuff, but it's not like gratuitous. It's right. not you know, it's not like the camera's focused on just her chest. Like you always see her face. Mm-hmm. You always see her character. Like, and, and I think that, that they did it in a really tasteful way of trying to take that part out so that you can clearly see everything that's going on around it. Her relationship with her viewers, the relationship the viewers have with each other, the relationship she has with the other cam mm-hmm. girls. That was really interesting. Um, I thought say. that that was really interesting. Um, Cause that's what sent me on the rabbit hole. Cause there's a scene where she decides she's going to go to the, like the cam, the cam house, house or yeah. whatever it was called. Like, <laughs> and, um, and she's meeting like all these other cam girls and they get to do like collaboration, like videos together, um, you know, to make extra money and whatnot. And there's a ranking system. We forgot to talk about that. There is a ranking system too. Right. Like the more Which money was, you make, like the higher you get. That was a really get. smart and, thing to do from a, a storytelling perspective because it gave, it gave mm-hmm. Alice, the main character, something to strive for. So, like, the whole movie, her yeah. goal is to, you know, be in the top 50, the top 10, be number one. So, she has this motivation mm-hmm. the whole time. Uh, so, that was really well yeah. done. And it made everything else interesting, too. The way the girls, the other girls interacted with one another. Um, you had the one who was mm-hmm. trying to bring her down in the rankings. That was that was oh, shocking. Yeah. But you bring up some great points about the dehumanizing a couple of things I wanted to add. One thing I wrote in my notes is I just mm-hmm. at one point I said, you know, it's a sad statement that people are willing to pay to see her pull the trigger. And that's no spoiler, but at one point, you know, there there was a cam girl I think who had a a gun and she was like, "Who wants to pay to see me pull the trigger?" And like people were giving her a ton of money for it. And I was like, you know, these people, mm-hmm. you know, is it fake? Is it real? These people don't know like who this person is or, or what their motivations are. And they're just there to, to see something that they shouldn't see in a way. Um, yeah. But I saw mm-hmm. it too. I kind of saw the movie as an allegory for public image. So th- there are people who, you know what? I, Amanda Knox, you remember Amanda Knox? She was uh, the, mm-hmm. the American student studying in Italy. Her roommate, Miranda Kirshner was murdered. She got accused. Her boyfriend got accused. And she spent time in prison before getting released. And she's back in the U.S. now. I think she's wanted back in Italy. Um, based mm-hmm. on everything I've read, 
it seems like she has no connection to the murder whatsoever. But anyway, she wrote an article in the Atlantic a couple months ago about who owns her image. People, people, she was, mm. you know, a huge tabloid sensation in Italy and the U.S. back when this all went down, like, you know, 14 years ago, whenever it was. She was Foxy Noxy. Everyone called her Foxy Noxy. She's like this 19-year-old girl, and now she's back in the U.S. Mm-hmm. She's probably like 34 or something, trying to live her life. But people still talk about her, you know, Foxy Noxy, this and that. She's a murderer. Who owns her image? There are people that once they put themselves out there, either professionally, like if you're a singer or an actor, some artist, or inadvertently, like Amanda Knox, all of a sudden, your image is out there the way people see you, and they think they have some sort of ownership over you. I've seen the term parasocial being thrown around a lot lately uh, as it pertains to like John Mulaney and his fans like feeling betrayed by him in a way. I think this movie was like taking a look at, okay, this woman, Alice, she doesn't own her image anymore. Her image is now out there in someone or something or whatever it is, is controlling her image. And that's kind of like what we have now in the last, you know, much more so in the internet era, the last 10 years, 20 years, where once someone's image is out there, it's controlled by the media, by the public, by anybody else. And that's what I saw in this movie, too, where Alice was just, she didn't own her image anymore. She couldn't do anything to get Mm -hmm. her image back. Once it was out, it was out. So that's something, too, that I thought about while while watching it, which I think added to the, I thought Mm -hmm. it was just, again, it was a really well done aspect to the movie. No, no, it's a good point, because that is um, a theme that um, Issa played with. Um, because like, she's obviously questioned that as well of like putting yourself out there, like, you know, who, who, yeah, who owns you at that point? Like you have this illusion of like, well, I'm the one doing the act. I can turn the camera on Mm -hmm. and off whenever, like, therefore I own it. But, but especially like if, if people who know you see you and like all of a sudden mm -hmm. they can blow up your life and which is really such a shame that there's that stigma attached to it and there shouldn't be. But mm-hmm. there is, and people are going to you know, laugh and share the images and be like, oh, my God, can you believe? So that, that part stinks, and this movie touched on that a bit. In fact, one of my, one of my yeah. favorite scenes of the whole movie, and I think if you're going to like only watch one scene to show how good this movie is, the, the tension-building scene of the birthday party where she shows up to the birthday party and the music is just like – really like slow and tense and starts to build and i think that scene is done in one shot i'd have to go back and look again but i think like from the time Mm -hmm. she shows up to like the end of the party was one one shot which was really impressive and you saw the way that she interacted with all the people at this party and like her family her brother her mother was her brother's birthday and um Mm -hmm. kind of building up to this one moment and the way that the music built and it, it just it, it was really, I think, the best scene in the movie, and uh, in really in in kind of one five minute, uh, probably not even that long, like a two minute scene, showed why this movie was so good. It built tension, used the music. Um, uh, Madeline Brewer's acting was unbelievable, 
in that scene, the way she was reacting to different people in different mm-hmm. situations. Uh, I, I just thought that was that was a fantastic scene. It's great that you brought that up because I think that's also another just another element or uh, yeah, just like another weight to this job, this career, this mm-hmm. this this, this yep. life. Right. Because um, I think, yeah, I just found um, I don't know where this I on Wikipedia that I found the quote. I don't know where they're quoting it from. Oh, uh, no, it was a when she was talking to, to Vice about um, making this this movie. So originally she wanted to be she wanted it to be a documentary. But uh, she she's quoted here by saying, I felt like often for people uh, that I talked to about camming, no matter how much I would explain it or show it to them, they still didn't fully get it. And so like by doing this horror film, it would be like a better way to represent the mm. story. And I think the scenes like that where she's interacting with her family, it adds on the weight like you finally because now you can you actually can put yourself in those shoes and and feel like how what it must feel like to have your secret be found out, mm-hmm. you know, to be judged by, you know, the people that you grew up with, the people that you trust, like it's heavy. It was a very heavy it scene. Was, yeah. And it and it like it just makes you like you fall for her even more. Right. Like you feel so much more for her now, like having gone through this because you already know like how stressed she is about her, you know, essentially her accounts like hacked. Right. Like she can't get into her account. Somebody else is using her account. There's a, a double. Right. Mm-hmm. The double's doing everything. And she's trying to to figure that shit out. And so she's stressed about that. And then now it's out of her control. And then her family finds out about it. So it's like an, another added stress of like she wanted to to have the control, the power to be like, hey, fam, guess what I do? And now that's also been mm-hmm. taken away from her. So her image has been taken yep. away from her. You know, her her control has been taken away from her, like the, her family's trust, like everything has been taken away from her from this yep. double. And I'm glad that you brought up that scene, the the gun scene. Uh, because that's to me my favorite scene of the movie another fantastic scene yeah because like leading up to it like you know tensions are high and she's watching her double and i love that she's interacting with her double and that was also a topic um that isa wanted to play with was because and you see it throughout the 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 movie too where like (laughs) there's this uh i'll I'll go back to the the gun scene but there's this, this cute scene where she's um Alice is like laying down in her room and she's just watching other cam girls and she like turns to her cat and she's like, don't judge me. Like I'm watching for research. (laughs) And it's like, sure. Like, you know, she could be lying to herself that it's research or she really could be researching, but like it, there's this like curiosity of like watching what other people are doing. Like you get sucked in, even if you are already in that world, Mm -hmm. like it still is like very enticing to watch other people do what they're doing because like like we see how Lola right that's her character in in um in the cam world her name is Lola um how she she's just so like bubbly and charismatic and personable like it's easy to fall for somebody like that it's like a salesman who like walks up to you and they're like hey buy this shit and you're like no I don't want to but then like an hour later you're like signing a contract and you're like how the fuck did I get here like it's because like these people are just like good with their words mm-hmm. they like reach into you and your weaknesses and um and i feel like it's it's in that same vein of like watching these girls like do their thing and so when we get to the scene where she's watching her double being you know more charismatic than her maybe even like more uh like more brave right like more um 
what's the word I'm looking for? What's another word for brave? <laughs> uh, I mean, like a synonym, like courageous. She, okay. I mean, okay, she, it, it was great. like uh, if if Alice had been doing it for another year, like she was just a, a better, confident. yeah, she's more confident. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah, she was more confident. She's more <laughs> way more sure of herself. Brave. Um, and in yeah. was even like Alice was great at it, but the doppelganger was like even better at you know commanding her audience. So mm-hmm. even commanding the original yeah yeah you know like that that's the crazy part is like alice was interested in lola as much as she didn't want to look mm-hmm. at the double she like was still curious yeah. um and like you know she's like typing commands to her and so like that scene so that's the jazzercise scene which in the the article um on vulture the jazzercise inspiration um which was like bdsm came from doing a lot of shows where Issa would be very submissive and people would tip hurt her is a term. Oh boy. So like she would say like, just like how we see in the movie of like, oh, like, do you want me to spank mm-hmm. myself? And then it would be like 50 tokens. And it's like, oh, I could use this instead. And she like pulls out a whip and like people would like pay more. And like there is that sort of thing. Um, and whereas the movie, it just like escalates to craziness and a gun was involved. Um, but what I love, love, love about that scene is while Alice is sitting there watching this whole hap- this whole thing happen, right? She's watching it on her big like screen. And in the room, it's like reddish pink. Her room is reddish pink. But as things start to get crazier on the screen, Alice's room in real life is starting to turn mm, blue. Did mm-hmm. you notice that? Like the darker... Yep the topic got on the on the on the screen like the darker the lights were getting around her and i just thought that that was done so beautifully because it just like i found myself like not only because like i was already like oh my god like what's gonna happen next or you know like already feeling myself like get involved but like just the mood lighting adding to it and it's so subtle but it, it like does so much because like if you just like looked away like on your phone or something and you were just like listening to it instead of watching mm-hmm. it, it just like obviously wouldn't have been as powerful because you're not watching it. But like but because of the lighting, like that was just like subtly adding to the gravity of the situation. And I just thought it was like really beautifully done. So for me, that's my favorite scene. Um, one thing I wanted to, to bring up, too, is so <laughs> Alice has an interaction with some cops. Oh, God. Yeah. The cop scene is actually mm. something that happened in real life um, to our poor writer. Come on. Yep. So she, yep. <laughs> so she basically events happen in the movie where Alice has to like call the cops and the cops t- come to her and she's like, it would just be easier if I could just show you what's happening. So she like pulls up her laptop, shows the cops that she's a cam girl. And one cop, like you can see he's like really uncomfortable And luckily he gets like a call. Luckily, luckily for him, he gets a call like on his little shoulder radio there. And he's like, oh, got to go outside because I don't want to be in here for that. And another cop like stays and he asks Alice. So like people just pay for you to like do shit online. Like what what what's the weirdest thing someone's ever asked you to do? That's verbatim what a cop has actually said to our writer when she was doing this. It it seemed too real. And it's like I was watching it. It, You know, it had that feel to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm. and it's just that I mean it 
we all watch SVU. Like we know yeah. <laughs> how like people don't take sex workers seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just so frustrating. I think for me, that was the most frustrating scene of like, she's asking for help. Like she's not bullshitting you. She's not like, you know what I mean? Like why the fact that they would just like dismiss her like that. Speaking of dismissing her, it, I don't know. the, the, the most shocking part of the movie to me, or like, you know, if I was going to point out like a minor problem I had with it, when she brought her laptop mm-hmm. to her friend's place and she was showing them like her doppelganger, mm-hmm. they didn't think it was weird enough. Right. Like right? she was like, right. she was like, say orange <laughs> and the doppelganger would say orange. I would have been on the floor. I would have been like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we need to figure out what's going on here. That, her friends didn't care at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just shitty friends, no. but like, yeah. holy moly. People should have thought that was like way crazier. Yeah, agreed. Regardless of how they feel about her. R- regardless, yeah. But then I, and I think what, I don't want to like victim blame her, but like, I think what dug, like how she dug herself in a hole was when she started accusing them of it happening. Yeah. Like maybe if she wasn't, because these people clearly like don't care, right? Like they all want to rise yeah. to the top. She's like one of the favorites. Now she's getting hacked. They're like, great, great for us. We will make more money if she's not, you know, on the ranks yeah. anymore. The, the, like, and this is this was kind of like a throwaway observation I made, but during specifically that scene and during like when she called customer support and stuff, I was just thinking you you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're incapable of you know, dealing with other people and connecting with other people to like, you know, empathize with you or sympathize with you or whatever, you're going to have a really tough time. And she was just like, mm-hmm. drop of a hat, burning bridges. Like, you know, all right, the girls didn't think it was super weird, which I think is insane, but she's just like accusing them of doing it. And like customer support, she's yeah. just like, oh, well, F you. It's like, no, you can like try to work with them a bit and see if you can do anything. Don't just say F you right away. That was a, another observation right. I made, but it felt very real. Like, that's how a lot of people would yeah. react and get super frustrated. Mm-hmm. And speaking of observations about her character, um, I kept toying around before I knew that it was based on, you know, someone's real experience. Um, I kept toying around with the idea of her need for attention or not attention, but like her need to be uh, adored. Okay. What? Because I didn't not see her adored, as someone who needed um, attention, really. Not yeah, attention was was a bad word. Um, her need for approval. approval. Um, because so at first I was like, okay, like you know, she likes her fans. She likes what she's doing. That's fine. Like I'm not gonna shame her for that. Cool, cool, cool. But then, the conversation between her and her brother about like telling her mom. And she justifies it to her Mm. brother like, oh, I don't want to tell mom until like I'm good enough. And it's like, so are you doing this because you don't feel like you're good enough? Because like that to me was like, I don't know, like what made me like really like connect with her is like that feeling Mm -hmm. of like because sometimes like I like growing up, like that's always been a thing like with people just like saying like, oh, you just want attention. It's like, no, like I just want to feel like I matter (laughs) and like it's easy to like mistake that for like needing attention or something and so like that 
dialogue of her saying like, no, like I, I wasn't going to tell you mom until, you know, I was, I was good enough. I wanted you to be proud of me. And I think that's super common with like creatives too. Like, uh, you want to write a book. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I don't want to tell anyone I'm writing a book until it's accepted by a publisher or I don't want to tell anyone that I'm a rapper or want to be a rapper until like, you know, I get a record deal or, or, you know, drop an LP or something. You know, I think, I think, it made sense that she wanted to be like at the top of the game so she could show someone not be like, Hey, I'm trying to chase this long shot dream, but Hey, I chased it and made it. And here's how it's going. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people like, you know, want to do something creative, like write a book or be in a band or whatever. They don't want to be told that it's a long shot or it's something that they can't do. Cause it's something that they probably heard a lot, like their whole lives. Um, you know, athletes too, guys who go to like the NFL. So I'm sure all of them at some point had a teacher who was like, yeah, but you know, pick a realistic career. So I, I can, I can see why she wanted that, wanted mm-hmm. to get to that point before, um, telling her mother. Yeah. Yeah. Which her mom, I kept going back and forth about her mom. I was like, I'm, I'm like, her mom's like super cool with it. Her mom seems cool. But then also yeah, not cool with cool. it. It was, it was just like really interesting. And I wonder if like, if that was like her real experience, the writer's yeah, real experience. It or seemed like a very realistic wrote, dynamic like, between them. Yeah. Or like more of a hopeful dynamic mm-hmm. of like how she wished the conversation right. had gone. Like, I do wonder about that aspect. But one thing, so I have a million notes of why I love this movie. I have one note that I didn't like Let's about this it. movie. And it it was her relationship with her brother. <laughs> Really? And and maybe it's because I didn't grow up with a brother. I thought that they were like too close. Like I don't see myself at that age. And if my brother was that age of me being like, hey, by the way, I'm a cam girl. Like, I don't I wouldn't I don't know. And maybe that's just like my family dynamic. But like, I, I don't I don't even think I would tell my sister hmm. if I was a cam girl. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to think of like my siblings and just being like, oh, like what I tell like, I don't know. <laughs> I and thought maybe it was spot just... on. I didn't. I didn't think it was weird at all. I think for yeah. a lot of people, it would be weird. I think. I think it's definitely yeah. the minority of older sisters who wouldn't share that type of thing. But um, mm-hmm. it didn't. It didn't ring as disingenuous to me. Yeah. yeah. Like I guess, like I and maybe and maybe that maybe I'm, I would be getting into camming and like for the wrong reasons then. But like. I guess there is like a little bit of shame or like not shame, Mm -hmm. maybe shame, but like embarrassment. Mm -hmm. And that's why like I wouldn't tell like I would probably like maybe tell my siblings and be like, hey, I do the thing. But I don't think I would like show them like, "Ah, check this out. Like I did. You know, I mean, obviously she wasn't sitting there going like, oh, little brother, watch me masturbate. But like just the fact that it's that he knows that it's out there because that was some that's like something that I've thought about, like, okay. Well, confession. And I feel like every woman in the world has probably thought about this at least for a hot Selling second. feet pics? <laughs> Yo. Because <laughs> I think every woman in the world has thought about that. Every single woman. Um, but then like what always stops me <laughs> is what if a family member comes across it? you know, like, or a coworker or like my boss. Like, I think like my friends all know me well enough that I'm just like, whatever. But like people that I don't well, it can, know, yeah, like, it can affect you know, your real life. You have like your cam life and your real yeah. life. And 
if yeah. a real life is affected. Right. Which this movie does a great job at yeah. exploring yeah. <laughs> her real life getting affected. Oh, I just, it's, it's amazing. And the movie too, it doesn't, the scary like doesn't pick up until like maybe 30 minutes into the movie. The first 30 minutes, like you're learning about like the, the, the paranormal scary, like doesn't really happen until like half hour. Right. So it's like the first scaries is just like, oh my God, like these people like might actually want her to hurt herself. Because there's like, there's the you scare know, like, in like the first five minutes that we talked about. That's like a, you know, yeah. a brief scare. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't really, the, mm-hmm. the you know, mystery thriller portion of it doesn't really pick up mm-hmm. until like 30 minutes in. But as soon as it does, it's like, whoa, okay, this is super interesting right now. Yeah. I mean, there were times where I was like, well, I wanted to scream at the the TV. Um, I think I was like internally screaming. I'm just like, no, like get out of the house. Like don't open the door. Like fucking walk away. Like I was just cringing. And even though I've seen the yeah. movie and I know what happens, I know the ending. I was still like, ah! yeah. like <laughs> it's just. I forgot how it ended. <sighs> so that was that was a treat. That ending's. Oh, can dope. we? Should we discuss the ending? Briefly? Yeah, you want to do like a, hey guys, hey guys, spoilers coming up here for the next like couple yeah. minutes. So if you don't want any spoilers, shut it off. Go it's see like it. Fast forward like two minutes and then come back. Yeah, or uh, fast forward until you hear me say the word. <laughs> who's gonna do that? Who's gonna, who's gonna go trying to find you say spooky? <laughs> Just just pause it and come back, okay? <laughs> no, definitely. Don't try to pause it because you're going to hear a spoiler. Ooh. All right. Anyway. Okay. So. What do you want to say? <laughs> it was a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you feel mm. about the very, 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 very last scene? Where she's setting up for her new show? For her new show. And it was like a blue room. And like yeah, blue, blue room, lighting. White. Uh, white wig. Yeah. I liked it. A renewed sense of self, yeah, it was a, I it guess. Was a rebirth. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. My, my last note was, why would she do it again? <laughs> and then I heard, because I was like typing it as she's like getting her makeup, like her mom's like doing her makeup. And I was just like, oh my God, why would she go through it again? And then she says to her mom, like, well, if it happens again, I'll just create another account. She, like, answered my question Mm, as I was, like, typing it of, like, why would she do it again? And it just shows that, like, she does love this. It's not, like, it's not just about. And she's so good at it. Because she's she's so so good good at it and she loves it. And, like, yeah, she's, like, not ashamed of it. She, you know, like, and I thought that that was a really good way of ending it because, Maybe you had a moment like me where you're just like, well, I'm never going to fucking do that because that's super dangerous and I don't want, you know, my account to I get did, copied. I did or- think that. Yep. I crossed camming. Yeah. <laughs> being a cam girl off my list. Yep. Yeah. Well, your hair is kind of short. <laughs> Dude. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I was just playing with mine. And then- <laughs> you're rubbing it in while you're saying like, oh, playing with my long, beautiful hair. Oh, thanks. Anyways, so I think the ending was like really it was like very hopeful and it kind of like any bad taste that you had about like this whole experience, like was kind of like washed away a little bit because you're just like, oh, 
like she's doing it again like that's so good for her we're so proud of her um a few oh Oh, wait wait wait. spooky (laughs) (laughs) welcome back listeners who just glad you found that spooky (laughs) in queue that we got there um I I'm I'm ready to wrap things up here at Taze. I have a few more last thoughts, notes mm. uh that I'll I'll mm-hmm. share unless there's something else you wanted to cover. Mm-hmm. One of my notes just says I'm going to pass out. <laughs> it's towards the end. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I do. Okay, before we get into those last notes, uh we do have a sponsor. Wow. Spooky sponsor? Mm. Well, well, more of like a like a rare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's that kind of yeah. podcast now. <laughs> Rocked over. And then we'll we'll <laughs> Did you say oh October? <laughs> Cut all of this. I'm just getting in the in the mood here. <laughs> A little foreplay okay um <laughs> it's 3 a.m a noise wakes you up from your sleep where is that coming from you listen closely but you can't seem to locate the sound shh, shh. you realize the sound is coming from underneath your bed you don't want to look but you know you have to otherwise it may never stop you take a deep breath and you tell yourself that on the count of three, you'll look. One, you reach around the edge. Two, your heart feels like it's going to pop out of your chest. Three, you quickly lift your sheets to realize you left the Vibratron on again. Not your average vibrator. Vibratron will test the limits of your pleasure. With 200 horsepower, this bucking Bronco is sure to give you the ride of your life. Go from zero to earthquake mode in 0.3 seconds with this easy to use analog stick. Your Slipknot will surely thank you. Stop by your local Vibratron dealership and tell them we sent you for a free Scotchgard treatment to prevent stains. Rechargeable and affordable, this pleasure cruise missile is sure to get your mission accomplished for you and your partner. Into power play? Procure a pal as your pleasure puppeteer with Vibratron's patented power paddles. Not sure how it works? Intimidated by Vibratron's awesome abilities? Afraid your clit will be destroyed and lose all sensation? Become a certified Vibratron master today by enrolling in our online classes. Just enter Worth Pleasuring Ones to get 50% off your first lesson. Vibratron, putting the master back in masturbation. Wait, wait, wait. What was that offer code? Spooky. Oh, God, it had to be. It had to be. Why do I ask? Why do I ask? So, what are your Uh, my My thoughts. I just, this one's random, but I, I have this appreciation for when movies show, like, real technology. And it's not like some, like, mm. like she was actually like airdropping on her iPhone images to her computer. I was like, I like that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's not like movies do it anyway. Um, 
Oh my God. Please tell me we have the same note. I really like where this is going. <laughs> one of, I said this to you already, but one of the all time lines was the guy walking in, seeing Alice and starting to talk to her and then sees her mother. He goes, is that your mom? Can't wait to meet her. All time red flag. All time red flag. The guy's like, is that your mom? Can't wait to meet her. Oh my God. Absolute all time creep. Yeah. uh, Back to the technology bit. (laughs) That obituary though, online. That was some MySpace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. The the prom queen. It looked so bad. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. (laughs) I thought that's where you were going with it when you were like, "Oh, like I love the technology, whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, but those websites, though." Like, (laughs) I mean, the web, the website itself. I feel like that's what cam websites look like. Oh no, the cam site probably because they have their own like little chat rooms and and whatnot. I believe that. I meant more when she's like doing her right. own research yes. and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and she's going yep. through like oh wait, I forget what the search engine was called. Like there was like <laughs> it was just yeah. really funny. Like everything was so like two thousand and four, and I was like, wait, what year are we in? <laughs> like she has an iPhone. So, and I read like, once that Apple will only because companies have to like approve their products and stuff to be used in entertainment Mm -hmm. and i read once that apple won't approve like someone to be using an iphone if they're a villain so you can always kind of (gasps) tell in movies like if a guy has like an android or something it's like oh that guy might be a villain Mm -hmm. and it's like in this one madeline was using an iphone i was like oh she's a good guy because, like, Apple would never approve for her to be using an iPhone if she was, like, you know, a, a nefarious character. Um, listeners, I'm about to give a spoiler for a different movie. <laughs> a lot of spoilies tonight. Um, Brady, who directed Knives Out? Ryan Johnson. And, yes, this is that's a perfect example. And, actually, I think, <laughs> I think when I found out about that fact... He- I think that's how I found out about it. Because mm. it was recent, right? There was an interview. Well, like somebody was talking about his, a recent interview that he had. And he accidentally gave away who the villain was mm-hmm. in the movie because he was like, oh, it, we broke a record. Like a villain finally used a, an iPhone. So then like if you didn't know who the villain was in the movie and now you're seeing who's using iPhones in the movie. Bing, bang, yeah. boom. Bing, right, bang, that's a, boom. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> Bing bang boom. <laughs> Bing bang spoon. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> we should have done spooky yeah. spoiler. This is getting this is going spooky off the absolute spoiler. rails. <laughs> A couple of things I found interesting. One, a lot of Alice in Wonderland themes. Her name was Alice. Um you had the the Mad Hatter. You had Mr. <gasps> Teapot. Oh my God, Brie, you just blew my fucking teapot kettle dome. steaming teapot dome. dome. <laughs> my pot dome is steam blown right now. <laughs> blown? <laughs> blown. Talk about spooky. For, uh, also, the writer, Issa, <laughs> I read an article. She said she made $22,500 a month. Just like camming in her bedroom. Said she was bored with her job as an assistant high school teacher, 
But then she went to a, a strip club with, I think, her boyfriend. And was like, I could make money mm-hmm. doing something like this. And she just, like, started camming, like, the next day. But see, like, this is, like, after being a school teacher and then doing that, like, do, do you think that she was ever, like, oh, my God, what if one of my, like, my old students were to see me? Um, no, I think she's, I think me? she's like, making maybe a quarter million a year and, like, it. she doesn't care. She's just, like, leaving those kids <laughs> in the dust. Yeah. Right. Uh, one last question for you. Do you know, like, the tokens they were throwing around? Do you know what the value is? Is like, mm-hmm. 50 tokens, like, five bucks? Uh, so, I I know I should have paused it, because I knew you were going to ask me. Because there is a scene where she puts in her credit card information so that mm. she could, like, pay out mm-hmm. the doppel, like, a thousand tokens yep. or something like that. And I don't remember the ratio. Um, But, like, thinking about it, I mean, if the company's taking 40% of that too, like she's not, <laughs> I'm just thinking how much money are these guys actually paying her? If she was making 20, how much did you say? 22,000? 22 and a half thousand a month. A month. So that's only 40% or that's 60% of what she actually could well, have didn't been you, making. Didn't you say that like the houses were taking cut it's not the site mm-hmm. itself is taking 40 percent. no this i the mean site the probably site, takes like i think the site does 20. take a cut yeah yeah but like if she were to be working with like one of those houses and stuff like they would be taking a bigger i would cut. imagine but she was not the houses then would house. be no because she, yeah, she had her own, own like thing. yeah private room and whatever but i'm just thinking like okay so if we work backwards mm-hmm. here we can figure out how much these men were actually paying oh my god so <laughs> so so much <laughs> Like, so much because if she's not seeing the exact amount that these people are paying her then like yeah it's and also what did barney do to have that much money to be oh, like, able does he to, even like, have that much money a bunch of women like right is it all credit card debt it could be credit card debt it could be like you know if he makes like 70 grand a year in like a you know low cost of living area and he's just like using mm. it you know living with his means and using all of his extra money for cam sites. There's also that scene where she's talking yeah. to him and then they, like he shuts the computer quickly because someone walks in. I'm like, did his wife just walk in? And she's like, bye. I know, right? Or, or does he have like another, knows? like no, he, he, he has a cam girl over? Who knows? That guy was like, that guy thought he was the I man. I honestly thought he that He thought when... he was like the cool, yeah. he's like, I'm a oh king maker. Yeah, and he's trash. I honestly, when he closed that laptop, I thought like, I was like, oh, whoever's like cloning her account is gonna like is the one at his yeah. apartment right now <laughs> like I, I don't know but um there were two things i wanted to say uh speaking of like the different types of people that you see in these chat mm. rooms right uh i loved in the first like 10 minute scene where she is like well i can use this tiny little you know vibrator that like looks like a little bear she's like or we can use like mama bear or we got like grandma bear or whatever she called it it was like this like ginormous like Papa dildo bear. and but and like one user was like i'm out of here the chat stuff was great the chat stuff was so well done and they used the chat to build tension oh so well God. too like yeah mm-hmm. it was just it was great it's really good 
it was like so fun seeing like all the different names, but I'm, my mind is still like on fire with the Alice in Wonderland thing because it, it is kind of like that. Like she goes into a world where she has no mm-hmm. control. Yeah. Goes down the proverbial like, rabbit holy, hole. What the fuck? Um, also just one, I was watching the movie with subtitles as I normally do. And in the scene, uh, in the Jazzercise scene, the clone says, Papa, I love you. Or like something along those lines. And the subtitle said, Humper, I love you. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting if they like changed it last oh. minute or or maybe I really just misunderstood her saying Humper and it sounded like Papa. But there was like another screen user like with yeah. Pop. I don't know. But I thought that was interesting. Whew. So all in all, would you recommend Cam? Highly worth watching once. How many times do you think it's worth watching? <laughs> Say at least twice. <laughs> I feel like you, you just, it is one of those cool movies where you just keep picking up. <clears throat> yeah, it's more like an stuff. hour and a half long. You throw it on. I probably watched it last year and then mm-hmm. I just watched it again. I forgot the ending. So it was yeah. like watching it all over mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah, highly. And, and honestly, I'd be interested to hear for people who don't like it, why they didn't like it. Cause I can think, uh, like we talked yeah. about at the beginning, it's like the, mm-hmm. the sex worker portion of it might make you uncomfortable, whatever, or like the ambiguity of it. Um, so I, I think there are a few reasons we can identify why people wouldn't like it, but I would be genuinely, I, yeah. I think it's a very good movie. So I'd be curious to hear why people didn't like it. Uh, for those, of our listeners that may be uncomfortable with the idea of a movie just being based on like a cam girl or sex work. Um, like we mentioned, it's, it's not gratuitous. You're not actually watching porn. Keep an open mind. I feel like game of Thrones was more. Oh my God. So graphic much more graphic. than this movie. So much more graphic. Uh, so if you, if you could like muster <laughs> game of Thrones, I feel like you would be totally fine with this movie. So for spooky season, definitely give cam mm-hmm. a try um, if you've already watched Cam and you're still looking for another spooky movie to watch, we also did cover The Ritual. Uh, so go back and listen to that episode after you've watched the movie. It's definitely worth watching once. Brady doesn't agree. Listen to the episode to find out why he's wrong and I'm right. And if you disagree with either of us, we would love, love, love to hear from you. So definitely send us an email at worthwatchingoncepod at gmail.com. Or always reach out to us on our social medias on uh, Instagram, worth watching once, or on Twitter at ww one the number one pod, uh, which I didn't realize I made our Twitter into a World War One <laughs> Twitter account. So I'm sure we have some weird followers expecting me to be what, like what's World the, War One facts. <laughs> ww one pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so if you are one of those people and you've landed on this episode welcome we love you thank you for sticking it through <laughs> and if you're feeling kind of kooky in a sense where you actually don't want to get scared but you still kind of want to feel like you might want to get scared where am I going with this uh, I'm talking about the open house one of our oh. earlier episodes (laughs) this movie is definitely trash but if you don't want to be scared and but you do want to watch a air quotes scary movie definitely check out that episode we have our friends over at it's this meets that podcast 
where the four of us just rip this movie apart and it's a really fun time. So if you're not into a spooky season, but you want to dip your toes. Spectral, Spectral is kind of spooky. And that was, I think, an enjoyable movie. Ooh, yeah. I guess um, how it ends. Uh, <laughs> it's spooky how uh, it ends. <laughs> Ooh, would you consider Stowaway? I thought about that too. Not really, though. <laughs> Yeah. For, for for movies like that, I mean, it's like listen to very, all our episodes. Very, you know, specific type of people are going to be freaked out by that because like there are people who are like space. Oh, yeah. okay, I'm freaked out. But no, it's like no, it's not like a scary movie, mm-hmm. like yeah, claustrophobia yeah. or something. Yeah, but definitely the ritual, and obviously Cam. Definitely watch Cam. Let us know how much you loved it, hated it, skip it, and um, if you do fall in that percentage that didn't like the movie, like Brady said, like we would love to hear from you. We will read your email on the pod let everybody know give you kudos shout outs bitcoin i don't know we'll give you something <laughs> what oh my god should we have world war one coins <laughs> and then one last time what season is it brady spooky season <laughs> Thanks again, guys. (laughs) Peace.